Cinephiles, audiophiles, ladies and germs, welcome to the Film Cult Podcast. Tonight on the show, Brandon Gallagher. No, I didn't say Brandon Gallagher of the Montreal Canadiens. This is Brandon. You might know him a little bit better from his other project, Trace Amount. New albums coming out on Federal Prisoner. Check out this interview. Make sure you uh, pre-order that album. It's out on April 15th. It's Brandon Gallagher, Trace Amount. Here it is. I guess we'll start it off in a weird place, but maybe an appropriate place. And I think that's the pandemic because I guess this kind of stemmed out of that. But do you think this would have happened even if the pandemic wouldn't have happened? Your Trace Amount project. Mm. Uh, no, I think, I mean, I've, I definitely had a lot of interest in doing it uh, with my previous project course. Like in, in my say interest, I just mean like, um, you know, like programming and getting more into like the electronic side of music. And, um, you know, I had done some stuff, uh, with chorus, I guess, in, uh, man, I mean, the pandemic's like completely screwed up my like, uh, like dates and years and stuff, I guess it's maybe like 2017 or so, like 2017, 18. Uh, so, you know, like whatever I, I had like interludes and stuff like through that project that was like definitely, the starting point for like what I'm doing now with trace amount. I think if anything, the pandemic has just, uh, you know, it, because I've adapted personally, like in terms of like, you know, work and like, you know, other things like that. Like I've had more time at home, like in my studio to be able to work on it more. And it's like the first time I've done a music project that I don't, I don't have other band members, you know? So it's just kind of like whenever the, inspiration strikes or the you know creativity strikes like you know I can work on stuff on my own and uh so I think in that regard because yeah I did have a lot of downtime uh I don't want to say it was like it was because of the pandemic but it definitely like yeah it gave me the time and um yeah the time and like I don't want to say like focus or whatever but you know like in order to just get into something and like be stoked on something because it was like you know, shows were canceled. Everything was canceled. Like, uh, you know, it was, it was really enjoyable to have something that I could like work on and build upon. So, um, yeah, definitely like played a, a role in like maximizing it, I guess. Well, and speaking of influences, do you think that being cooped up inside was really contributing to what the sound of this is? Or do you think it was more, just, I guess, your atmosphere in New York as a whole, being there for as long as you've been there now, or was it you growing up in New Jersey? Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, they're definitely, like, in New Jersey, like, I mean, it has a super diverse, like, music scene, and, like, especially, like, you know, whatever, playing in metalcore bands or, like, even punk bands and stuff. Like, there was, you know, always, like, mixed bills and stuff, but uh, definitely, like, New York and like Brooklyn scene in general is definitely, you know, it has all the like punk and metal stuff for sure, but it also has like a really, um, you know, eclectic mix of like, you know, super cool artists that aren't necessarily like a traditional band, you know, however you want to define it beyond that. But like, um, you know, and I've always been like, you know, interested in just like, you know, I don't know, kind of like abrasive experimental music, you know, like some of the first, like, bands that I got into were like the locust or like, you know, uh, 
you know, even like Dillinger, whoever, like all these bands that just like were not, you know, your typical like trust kill or like ferret metalcore bands, you know, like the bands that kind of spawned outside of that a little bit, you know, either had like synthesizers or played weird time signatures, like stuff like that. So I think, um, you know, I've, I've always been like somewhat interested in it, but definitely New Jersey, like if anything, I was like, when I, I moved to New York and, you know, I started my, my last project course, which was like a very like gap bridging project because I was doing this stuff uh, that I now do it in trace amount, but I was also like, you know, playing drums and, you know, doing vocals and stuff. So, um, yeah, I think like, you know, New York definitely has had an influence on the project, you know, like, um, you know, I think like even, you know, it's super like urban and like, I don't know, for whatever reason that definitely brings out, you know, more harsh industrial influence. I don't know if it's because I just hear like jackhammers and sirens all day and I'm like, oh shit, that would be cool with like a drum kick over it or something, you know, like, um, definitely don't get that extra influence like out in the suburbs and in Jersey. So, um, and yeah, and, you know, also like peak pandemic, like there wasn't a ton of people like outside in the world. Like I remember it was maybe like a month in or whatever. I was just like, I'm just going to go on a really long walk, like into the city, just out of curiosity to like see what was happening. And it was like, pretty wild with like how desolate it was it was like damn like this is like you know what like hollywood movies like spend millions of dollars like doing effects to like get people out of these shots or just like cgiing and i'm just like walking around with my camera being like yo this raw footage is wild looking you know like uh anyway like yeah like there's a lot of aspects about New York that I guess just like subliminally just kind of creep into my mind while I'm working on stuff because it's, it's very easy to be influenced, you know, by the surroundings, I guess. I want to come back to you having a camera in your hand in a little bit, but I want to ask you about the experimental side for a minute because I'm always interested when it comes to experimental artists growing up. And finding mm-hmm. the art that I guess they wanted to to see or hear or experience growing up, or was it easy for them to find, or did they have to essentially create it themselves, even if it wasn't happening as like this tangible thing that you can listen back to or watch, but you were you I guess you were creating in your mind. Do you feel like you were doing that as mm-hmm. as a young artist? Uh, I mean, I think. Like, cause I've always, I've always played drums in bands. Like that's mainly like, you know, Trace Mount's like my first attempt at, you know, just a full on solo artist, like, you know, producing, you know, actual songs without being, you know, accompanied by a band or whatever. So like, uh, but even just like, you know, being in bands or whatever, like I've always like had that drive or that urge to like maybe do something that was like a little off the cusp you know just to make it you know something that like other artists or creatives could like look at and be like oh like that's that's pretty cool like you're you're, like bringing something new to the table like even if it wasn't like so left field that it's like oh like that's just like fucking wild you know like I definitely like um 
you know, like try to keep, like just do things that with like an artistic and like a creative drive, I guess. And like, I think it's always changed, you know, like my tastes have like, have definitely changed. Like, um, you know, I was in a band called Unspeakable Acts that was like, you know, just power chord punk. Like it's sounds nothing like what I'm doing with Trace Mount. Like, um, I was in a band called Old Wounds, you know, it was like metal core, like with, you know, warp tour breakdowns and stuff. Like, um, but I think with all those bands, you know, like at one point in time, like there was a creative drive to like kind of, you know, push the envelope with them, whether that was how we were uh, portrayed visually or like, you know, just even with the music, like, um, you know, not going with like a certain produce, you know, the same producer that everyone goes with or like, you know, just trying to do stuff to like carve, carve our own path. And like, I think that's something I've really taken with me with trace amount is just like, okay, like this is like such its own entity that it's like, it's pretty limitless as to what I can do with it. And like how it can be seen by other people. Um, so I think that that's maybe the concept that I've, I've always had, not necessarily like a specific thing where, you know, it's like, Oh, like, you know, eventually like I want to start this, you know, like, industrial you know electronic just heavy like rhythmic you know whatever like pro like no like it's definitely just been like every time i've gotten into something it's like all right like what what's like the most we can do with this or like you know how can we portray this in a way that um you know like i said yeah other bands or other creatives would like respect it and be stoked on um so that's more or less just been the mentality um of how i you know do things i guess as a creative and a musician now, going back to you having a camera in your hand, because the first that I ever heard of, of just, I guess, Brandon Gallagher as a whole was you as a visual artist. Mm -hmm. And there was this rumblings about this, <laughs> this guy in, in New York and he was doing some really cool stuff. So how much when you're making music, are you really thinking visually what you're going to do next? Like how that's going to adapt into let's say a short film or a music video, are you thinking visually all the time? Um, honestly, not, not really. Cause like I, I relate them so differently that it's like one, one usually comes first and that influences the other. Um, I think with Trace Mount, it's been a lot of like making the music and then seeing how, like kind of working backwards from there. Um, but there's also times where, you know, I'll make something and I'm just like, oh, like this looks cool. Like, let me, you know, add a sound element to it. And, um, you know, that's been more of a recent thing. Like I kind of came up as like a graphic designer and just uh, kind of maxed out what I felt like I could do with like Photoshop. So I was like, oh, I want to learn, you know, Premiere and After Effects and like, you know, take it from there. Um, so now, yeah, like, you know, I'm able to create in, you know, After Effects in a way that like, it can be an extension of, you know, just the whole aesthetic of like what, you know, I'm trying to create artistically. Um, you know, cat, like actually shooting stuff, like that's definitely not, you know, I'm more of a, you know, give me a hard drive and let me go nuts in After Effects, you know, kind of creative. Like that's, I definitely feel the most comfortable, but, um, you know, I try to shoot stuff like when I can, you know, for the sake of just also going back to what I said before, like having that mentality where it's like, you know, if I have the vision 
of you know what i think like the video should be like i'm definitely also not afraid to like go out and shoot it myself like um but i also at the same time have very talented you know uh friends that you know are great videographers and you know so a lot of times i try to just you know collaborate with them and like um you know use their you know skills as like a dp or whatever to be able to like nail what I'm trying to you know because ultimately like, I'm always thinking about the final edit you know with like when I begin stuff so it's easier for me to work backwards in a sense where like I can work with someone who's shooting it and like kind of give them direction from there but there's obviously opportunities or you know situations like the pandemic where I'm like you know I want to go and you know I've been in my apartment for a month and a half straight not really knowing like what's going on like it was kind of like my first time like really leaving the block you know so it was like um you know that time I'm like yeah I have to bring a camera like who knows like what it's like a once in a lifetime experience you know well now you're on federal prisoner and you got guys like like Jesse Draxler who is a visual man all in itself so like how much I guess creative input has he had, has has Greg had, has as the entire federal prisoner guys had on this, or have you really been steering steering the shots on this new album? Yeah, um, I mean, I, it all started off because I reached out to Jesse like when I had this record, uh, anti body language, and like it's very primitive form. Like I pretty much just had music and like lyrics written. You know, I had reached out to him and um just asked him if he had you know any interest in um you know designing a cover for me you know and like at that point I was just like that was just like a bucket list like like all right this is my first like full-length record like let me go in on it a little bit and like let me hit up you know one of my favorite artists and see if he's down to do the cover um and so yeah, he, he wrote me back. He was like, yeah, like, you know, these instrumentals sound cool. Like I'm down to do it. And that kind of, you know, kickstarted it. And, um, it's been really awesome, like working with Jesse, cause I feel like we work well together in the sense that, um, like we bounce ideas off each other a lot and it definitely like ends in a way that like, we're both really excited about it, which is, you know, super cool. So, um, yeah, it's definitely been like a collaborative effort, but Jesse also like, I don't really give him a ton of direction. You know, he kind of just like gets the vibe and like, it's cool to have uh, an extension, you know, like that, like he's like, you know, repping it super hard and also just like creating insanely cool visuals, um, you know, that I can use to like represent the project. Um, and uh yeah, like he, I have a single coming out uh, next week, like the track that I did with Kanga, and he did like another cover for that. That's like super rad as well. So um, yeah, it's cool to have like all these visuals, you know, done by Jesse that are, you know, representing this record. And then, you know, yeah, from like a music perspective with Greg, like he's, you know, obviously like I mentioned Dillinger earlier, like, you know, huge influence you know on my youth as like you know a metalcore fan and uh although i do really love calculating infinity like a ton as well but the stuff that greg did is also sick like they just have a flawless discography um anyway and then uh yeah like black queen's like obviously super cool so um to be able to 
work with, you know, him and just kind of like, you know, spitball ideas like, Hey, like, you know, I'm thinking about, uh, you know, doing that, like marketing ideas and stuff like, you know, it's, this is like my baby, you know, I've worked super hard on this record and it's, you know, been coming together for so long. So like just trying to, you know, get some advice from him, you know, or just like pick his brain about stuff. Cause obviously he's been doing it for a while. So it's cool to have, you know, two, two artists that are like also currently like really active as well. Like there's a, a great energy, like with the label, like everyone's like doing like cool shit, like currently, you know, and that's, it, that's inspiring within itself. So yeah, it's, it's been awesome. Like insanely stoked that, you know, just hitting him up about doing a cover, you know, has led to a great relationship, but um, yeah, it's, it's been awesome. Like a ton of fun creatively, you know, very fulfilling. And yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm stoked on the record, you know, the music itself. So it's uh, yeah, it's been cool. How excited were you that you got to like, I guess, get your hands in the vinyl market? Was it, was this something that you've wanted to do for a while? Are you a big vinyl guy? Like how's the whole vinyl thing going? Yeah. I mean, I guess for me, like it's, it's funny because like, I look at vinyl from like the design perspective where I'm like, Oh, like I'm stoked to have the artwork at 12 inches by 12 inches. You know, like I look at it from that perspective. I'm definitely not one of those people that I'm like, Oh, like it, you know, it sounds better on like 180 gram, like, you know, black vinyl. Like, cause that's another thing too. Apparently clear vinyl, like doesn't sound as good as black vinyl. Like there's like, you know, whatever pe- things that people freak out about. Uh, I'm just like, I just want to see the artwork like printed on like cool packaging or like, you know, like a, an insert that's cool or like, um, you know, different like printing techniques or whatever, uh, different types of like cardstock. Like, I don't know. I, I get nerdy about, you know, those aspects, um, which is cool because federal prisoner like really values that as well. So, um, you know, we like put some thought into like the overall like packaging, you know, just like, you know, whatever this is, being nerdy but like you know having it printed on like the reverse side of the paper because it's like more matte looking and like you know just little things that like you know we want to nail the details which is cool um because i've only put out i've put out one record but it was like you know super basic just like black vinyl like um you know an insert like nothing like you know too crazy like limited um so to have like a little bit of flexibility and then also like like I said, like, you know, as a designer, like I did the packaging and like the layout and stuff. So from that perspective too, you know, just like showing Jesse, like the, you know, the vinyl layout and stuff and kind of just like, um, you know, he definitely had his hand in like a lot of that process as well. You know, I showed him like a ton of insert designs and like, you know, it's cool too. Like I, I value how like, you know, straight up he was about, every you know he'd be like oh it's like too much or you know maybe try this or whatever um so to be able to get that direction you know and and still like end up on a on a result that like everyone's stoked on is is super cool do you have any visual elements that might go along with this album later on uh like a blu-ray release any music videos anything like that that you've been working on on, on top of uh, yeah. on top of what you already have for that one single, yeah. So I did. Um, I have a music video coming. I guess I don't know what 
it's it's hard to say if you want to call it a visualizer music video i don't know they kind of all bleed into each other at this point but um so basically i you know created like this you know text uh like font design that's like called the anti-body language and i did the whole music video like all the letters are like translated to this code that i had made um so yeah, it's, you know, it's pretty wild. Like it's, you know, super harsh and like hard to read, like, you, you know, you can't understand it at all, but it's, um, I'm going to put out like the actual font with it as well. Um, you know, like for whatever other designer nerds, you know, to download the, you know, TTF file and like be able to make stuff, you know, with the code on, you know, on their computers and stuff. So, um, yeah, I made that, um, which would be cool. Like it's, I don't know, like I think lyric videos just straight up are like pretty whack. So I tried to come up with something that, um, you know, I don't know, like I kind of also like making things a little obnoxious at the same time. So the fact that it's like all of the lyrics spelt out in a code that I came up with, that's just like aesthetically pleasing, you know, to my creativity, like, you know, whatever, it it was a fun project and I'm, I'm stoked on, you know, kind of what it represents uh, within the world of like, you know, the anti-body language release, which is, you know, including Jesse's artwork, um, you know, whatever, even just like the, you know, insert to the, um, the vinyl, you know, stuff like that. Um, And I'll have like, I'm going to separate like Jesse's artwork and visuals. Like that's going to be like strictly federal prisoner aesthetic, you know, like that's like, where you can buy those shirts, like where you can get, you know, that vinyl and stuff. And then, um, I haven't like, it hasn't been fully hashed out yet, but like my summer tour, like I'm going to do like, you know, just an extension of like the trace amount aesthetic and do, you know, uh, stuff that's more, you know, as well geared to, you know, trace amount, but it's not necessarily going to be like the, you know, federal prisoner, um, you know, stuff. So yeah, it's, it's cool. Like, I mean, it's, you know, it's just ways for me to be able to like expand, like, you know, the aesthetic and overall vibe of, uh, of what trace mount is and, and kind of what it represents to me, you know, in like a kind of full spectrum project, which, you know, is audio and visual for trace mount. How long have you had this anti antibody language, I guess, aesthetic in your head and and how long have you been toying with with I guess that bit of it, and, mm. and where and where honestly did it stem from? Yeah, I mean, so I try to, I mean, I guess not. I'm not trying to think of how I can explain it. Like, I guess I I try to always have the lyrics in some form of like tongue in cheek way where it can like represent like whether like the last record, endless render, like you know that sounds like you know some crazy like sci-fi, you know, movie title, but it's really just like me being frustrated with my old computer, not being able to render 3d images fast enough or whatever. Um, so I try to always like, you know, put things in a way where it's, it can have multiple meanings, I guess. And like anti-body language, I guess is just like, um, yeah, like an extension of that, like what I kind of felt like, how I felt like the like the world in general was just like what it was kind of turning into in terms of just like how people like ingested other people's like 
bullshit essentially you know like i like especially like in the you know dark days of you know trump like just craziness just every day it was like just being put out there in the world you know and it was like it felt like there was like a combination of like like it was really hard to like differentiate what was like real and like what wasn't you know like just reality felt very uh detached because of like how insane everything was so i think yeah anti-body language is kind of like a uh you know just like a combination of like yeah that feeling of like you know like what the fuck is going on and just like how are there so many people in the world that have like all these crazy ideas and thoughts and like how are they getting them out there to like a lot of other people that also believe in it or like i don't know like so that's kind of the uh like the starting point i guess of that you know concept just yeah humanity and just the craziness that comes with it are you hopeful with humanity right now or are you uh (laughs) or are you a little worried uh i mean i don't know i guess like i've I've definitely watched and like read about a lot of like eye opening things that, you know, have just been happening in the world for like a while now, you know, like I'm not even saying like, just like this past year, like shit that's just been happening for forever at this point, you know, like people who are in like fucking positions of power, you know, manipulating like a ton of fucking people, you know, I mean, like, whatever like without getting into like you know a specific political example you know it's just like there's so many eras of corruption and just madness and insanity like every you know any place you look you know in all different parts of the world and so i don't know like it's yeah or people maybe maybe is my hope just like people are just gonna be like just more desensitized to like insane bullshit and like hopefully it just become like that's how people get phased out like i I have no idea like what the solution is you know like i've yeah i really have no idea like how how does someone like trump have an insane platform you know people just like buy into it and like read into it and like hype them up all the time you know like that's like you know kind of like what i was talking about with the title you know like these insane people are given like such crazy platforms and it's almost like isn't the solution like as simple as like pulling the plug you know like kind of like when trump lost his twitter uh uh whatever he like he couldn't use it anymore whatever like i felt like that was like a you know like that like kind of helped you know like it was a good start put it that way like um so yeah i don't know that's uh little bit of a long like i don't know i'm not i don't know if i'm hopeful like i think i'm just like it just it is what it is you know like craziness is gonna happen and like until you know all these people who are on board like either like change their minds which they won't you know like i don't know i wasn't i wasn't expecting to go into a deep because i'm also not like i'm i'm very like on the surface with a lot of this stuff like i'll get recommended like a cool like i don't want to even say conspiracy documentary but it's you know a very specific thing and i'll i'll watch it and i'll be like oh wow you know like that's cool that makes a lot of sense like i'm not saying like that like pizzagate shit where like you know someone thought there was like kidnapped children in the basement of pizza like not that you know just like whatever like uh, actually, Jesse turned me on to this documentary. Uh, 
hyper normalization. Uh, it's like a BBC documentary. Um, it's crazy. I mean, it's basically just like a how we got here documentary. You know, they go back to like the seventies and just like all these things that like bleed into each other. And it's like, yeah, it's, it's nuts. So like when you see stuff like that and it, it puts things in perspective where it's just like, damn, like there's just always like shit going on that like sucks for a lot of people. And like, I just, I don't know. I, I don't have the answer that, to solve it. You know, I don't, I don't clearly a lot of people don't either. Cause we just go through this shit year after year. Well, speaking of craziness, are you are are you hoping that people bring that kind of craziness to these shows? Have you been thinking about the live experience and and really what it's going to look like come this summer and even going forward? Yeah, so I think yeah, I mean that's I think another thing too. Like people are like you know they're kind of tired of being like cooped up too. Like I've been to some you know pretty awesome shows uh, in New York like since you know whatever the. Um, the restrictions, you know, have kind of loosened up and like, you know, majority of people have gotten vaccinated and, and stuff. Um, and that's the thing, like New York's always been like really strict on like, you know, vax only like right from the start, um, you know, which obviously helps a ton, you know, in the grand scheme of things. It's not like everywhere was like that or whatever, but, um, you know, and the show's been cool. Like they've been well attended, like, um, you know, I mean, I'm also just kind of speaking, you know, for New York, like I did a tour in December and like, yeah, like Chicago was like an awesome show. Like there was definitely, um, you know, some cool shows like on that tour. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I, I'm not sure, uh, I'm not sure when the tour is going to be announced. Like it's me and like a couple other bands. So hopefully, uh, you know, that'd be cool just that it's like a, um, you know, it's, I, I hate to like play the, like, I can't say who's on the tour just cause I don't know, whatever they haven't announced it. And I'm also not headlining, so I can't like really speak on behalf of it. But, um, so I think that'll be cool too. You know, the fact that there's like a few different artists on it, like it's super, um, curated in the sense where like, you know, definitely everyone's under that electronic umbrella, but like, you know, everyone's like put out records recently. And like, I think just like, I think in general, like once the tour gets announced, um, sorry. Yeah. No Calgary, no, like no Western Canada whatsoever, but it will happen eventually. Um, anyway, I think just, you know, in general, like people will see the tour and like, hopefully, you know, with like my record being out for a little bit and like the other artists, you know, have new records. Like, I think it'll just, uh, it'll just be one of those things where people will see the tour and be like, Oh, like that's a cool lineup. Like I want to go and check that out. And I think, in general, like a lot of tours have, have been like that since um, it feels like there's a lot less like filler, you know, like there's like more shows where I'm like, damn, like that's like an awesome lineup or like that's a cool tour, you know, it's not like, oh, that band's just like going through the album cycle, you know, like I think everyone's like really thinking hard about how to do like the best stuff you know or the, the best like tours and present themselves in the best way like coming back into it you know it, so it, it definitely seems like very curated now which i think it yeah. needed i think the industry as a whole needed more of that yeah no definitely like yeah i mean i can't like think of any specific examples but you know kind of what i was saying where it's just like man like that's like there's like one band on that tour that i want to see and it's definitely just like an a like you know uh a combined effort of like whatever a bunch of like like it's just not that cool you know it's like forced is maybe a, a good way to put it where now it's like all right like if we're gonna do it you know like let's 
do it right. Um, so I think I'm kind of also taking that approach to like, it's going to be my first like full us, uh, with the project, but like, I'm excited to play, you know, a bunch of shows in a row and like kind of get into, um, get into like a groove of just like performing, you know, the new stuff live. Cause I had a tour with trace amount booked, uh, that I had to can't, you know, like it was right at the shutdown. Um, I think it was like April, uh, but, um, so yeah, I've, I've been, then I've only did, uh, in December, I did like a string of shows with black magnet, uh, which was kind of like my first, like real, um, you know, attempt to like tour with trace amount. So now I'm, I'm excited to like really do it right. Like have the record out. Um, yeah, no, it'll, it'll be a good time for sure. Well, what can we expect from you coming up? Are, are you already writing new material? Uh, so I haven't, I haven't really begun working on new material just yet, but I have, uh, I'm just in general, a big fan of remixes. So I've kind of already started putting together, um, there's going to be like a remix component to antibody language that, you know, will come out down the line, but I'm going to start, um, like one of the artists that I'm touring with in June, like remix a track. So like, I'll, you know, I'm going to put that out, like, you know, surrounding that tour. And like, uh, I'm actually doing a, a really cool video that has like a ton of, you know, 3d element and design, uh, for the remix I'm going to like put out before that tour. So just kind of what you were mentioning earlier, like kind of have like, that's going to be like a whole, you know, world within itself, you know, because it's going to be a, a full video with, um, I've been, you know, I've been working with this, uh, 3d artist from Spain, Arno Gates, uh, and just like, you know, kind of what I was saying, like the, the power of collaboration, like just giving him direction, like some ideas and, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm good at after effects, but blender, I don't know if you ever don't like dive into the, the 3d world, but blender is like crazy. Like I can't, I watch tutorials. I try to, you know, wrap my head around it a little bit, but like ultimately when it comes to like 3d design, you know, I like working with people and then kind of taking like more of the, you know, after effects stuff. Um, but yeah, I worked with this dude, Arno Gates and, uh, yeah, he, he crushed it. Like, you know, I gave him some concepts and, you know, he, uh, helped build some like 3d scenes and stuff. And then I'm taking the footage and like putting together, um, you know, a visualizer video from there or whatever. So yeah, there's definitely gonna be like a string of, um, you know, consistent visuals, uh, not so much like new, you know, music components, but, you know, just taking stuff from the record and like, you know, expanding on those ideas with, you know, visuals and, and remixes. Um, yeah, just cause I definitely want to focus on the live, you know, performance aspect for a minute, um, and play these songs live. Um, you know, I'm like super excited about this record. I think it came out great. So I definitely want to like give them, like give these songs like, enough time to like marry like I want to be at a point where I'm like okay I don't want to play these anymore you know instead of like because I, I have put out a lot with Trace Amount already like you know a bunch of EPs and stuff but I think uh yeah like moving forward like the main focus is just going to be playing stuff off anti-body language well Brandon thank you so much for coming on the show I love Trace Amount and I really hope everybody picks this up I think what you're doing is is incredibly important so 
keep at it. And I can't wait to see you live. Awesome. Yeah. I really appreciate it. This was a ton of fun. Thanks for having me and letting me ramble about nonsense. It's yeah. It's been a ton of fun. Thanks. Thank you for listening. That was Brandon Gallagher and uh, Trace Amount. You can pre-order that right now at federalprisoner.shop. Uh, that album's out April 15th. It is, it's a banger. It's got everybody from Kang on there. You just, you need to go pick that up. Everything Federal Prisoner is doing is absolutely fantastic. That album, Anti-Body Language, it's out again April 15th. Make sure you pick that up. This concludes our broadcast day.